this thought is also just occurring to me now, and maybe this is, you know, uh, this is slightly too big of a brain uh, sort of uh, a take. And no maybe such I just, thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess on this show. Uh, maybe I just have uh, the dead on the brain here because of all of, you know, the, the dead love that Bob has been doing. But doesn't, aren't a lot of these songs on this set, on this set, songs that the dead or Jerry covered, right? Like I know like Queen Jane, Baby Blue, yep. Wicked Messenger, I think yep. Forever Young, Right, Stephen. Yeah. Like, I don't know about maybe all of the rest of them, but it feels like a very, like, there are more songs that are associated with the dead or that the dead covered in this in this collection of songs than you would maybe expect there to be if it were just totally random. I mean, and, and, you know, if we want to, like, just kind of riff on the name Shadow Kingdom, which, like, you guys have done a little bit already, this idea of, like, this being an alternate canon, like, where it's not the totally obvious greatest hits, but it's, like, a slightly less obvious greatest hits type thing, like, where he's not doing, like, a Rolling Stone, he's not doing All on the Watchtower, he's not doing Lay, Lady Lay, he's doing other songs from those same albums that like fans love like that's kind of what he's doing so like if we want to like again say like shadow kingdom is like well it's like a shadow version of bob dylan's greatest hits sure you know like you know maybe we want to say that and that kind of feeds into what you're saying about you know jerry and the dead like 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 what they did yeah because they didn't cover they never did like like a rolling stone or, or something right no no, but like, yeah, but they did a lot of the songs, like you said, that uh, in their sets. So, did they do all yeah. of them? I mean, with the, they didn't do what was it you wanted, right? I'm sure they didn't no. do all of them, but but no, I mean, they didn't do, no, they didn't do all these songs. Which but ones yeah, didn't they do? I mean, they did. There's a ton of them that they did. It's like almost all of them. Think it and thinking on thinking along those lines made me really wish. I feel like Senor would have been perfect uh, in this set. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Sort of the same way that what wasn't you wanted shows up unexpectedly and just has this very sour note um, uh, compared to everything that surrounds it. Uh, this band, you know, the the accordion heavy kind of really lonesome and miserable sounding Senor would that would be a delicious little morsel for me. I, I still think that. It sounds like uh, I don't think it's rough and rowdy ways coded. I, I just want to come come out saying that I think this is more like what what you were saying before. Like it's it has more in common with like together through life, and I think it's a version of him reinterpreting the stuff that's separate from from rough and rowdy ways. I I just don't think this. I don't buy that this is like a a version of rough and rowdy ways. It feels too different. The whole vibe is different. I I, I think it is in terms of like some of the songs that he's playing because obviously they carry through. Visually, it's not 
mean, it's obviously different because he's, I feel like visually he's it not, is. It, it's, it's all not smoky and, and reserved, and Bob is in yeah, like but, the same kind of outfits that he even wears on the Rough and Rowdy Ways shows. Well, it's an extension of that, but like the Rough and Rowdy Ways show is a red curtain and nothing else. You know, it's like hyper minimal, and this is like fog machines and actors it's pretty like, minimal this is to- it's just it's just people well, standing it's literally bob standing uh, stock still it, in black and white against not, like a blank background yeah no it's not a blank background it's like an intricately de- set dressed place full of actors smoking and like actors some of them are but there's the camera half, half this half the songs are just him and the band on like a curtain with like a little checkerboard floor sure but all i'm saying is that that's that's maximalist compared to anything else he's been doing. As I mean, I think I, I think some of the imagery in the in the film evokes like that. Ter- well, I won't say terrible album cover of Rough and Rowdy Ways, but like you know what I mean. It's like it's like you know people like with a you know set against a jukebox. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's it kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, it looks like, like it takes like it place that. in this film. It was sure. shot in that room that that fucking stupid letterboxed cover. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I, it, I mean, Evan, like, I, like, I see where you're going because I it's mean, it's an extension I think, of that. It's like, yeah, I guess it, it's sort of like a, a play it's sort of like in between those. because, like, yeah, in between, yeah. I, I mean, I think the fact that he's not playing Rough and Rowdy Way songs is like the big difference from well, the Rowdy, there you go. I mean, Rough and Rowdy Ways tour is like that's such a big part of that tour, and also the fact that there's like Bob's not playing piano, like that's another huge difference. Uh, sure, but I mean, this I, and that. I, but I, I think you guys just said something though. Like it, that's it. That's why it's called Shadow Kingdom is because it's it is just that thing that doesn't really exist. It, it just doesn't really take place in like the world. It's it's that it's the cover of that record. It's like that idea. It's just this sort of dream of of something. This dream it's of you. The, what's what's interesting you. about this is that. <laughs> Like it is like this true. I don't. I I don't think I fully understood. Oh yeah, this is like a studio record. I think yeah, I always exactly. thought of this as like a live album because of how it was presented. And it's like, no, it's not. This is a studio record, exactly. And it does make me feel like, oh, I kind of want Bob to do more of this. Like where he, I, I wouldn't mind like a Shadow Kingdom Part Two where he does, uh. Where he just gets like a like an interesting battalion of musicians in a studio, and he redoes songs from his catalog. The later songs like a- of Bob Dylan. Let's get let's get <laughs> let's get fucking cats in the well in Shadow Kingdom. Uh, yeah. template. this is like a unique. I mean, because this is because you, know, you know, in a way, we're talking about this like it's a live album, but it's not. It's like a studio record, and it's like a very unique studio record. In his catalog, because there's no other record like this, like where he went to a studio and he just like redid his own songs. It really, um, in that sense, I think it actually is, you know, you were saying this earlier, Evan, you know, related to, to Triplicate and the other standard stuff. It it does, I guess, that is the closest antecedent in his catalog of studio records in that he just went into the studio with a certain group of players and cut pretty straightforward versions of... American standards, like classic American songs, which all of these songs of his own are also classic American standards. Exactly. It's Um, it's and instead of having like those like strings or a French horn, it's like it's just funny that like Dylan's approach, you know, the or you know, the sound for those records, the the quintessential thing is like the pedal steel, and um that becomes like the key 
component of this really tight band. Imagine like doing here, bragging with like, the accordion from Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's like he's just like for me like and it, I think that really says something interesting about like also in the AARP interview he's like no, like compare me to Sinatra, you must be joking. Like he's like I'm no nowhere near. And so I think that that's kind of a key to understanding why it sounds this way when he's doing if that's his mission, you know, to like cover and create a canon of his own standards instead of like going for a complete beauty with, which is what he did with these songs he reveres of that are, you know, outside of himself when it's up to him, it seems like for me, I'll do something fun, but I'm not going to like, it wouldn't end up sounding like he wouldn't do this to his, he wouldn't do that approach to his own material. It seems like I love like, the idea, though, that he's like covering these songs like he didn't write them. Right. Which I feel like, Evan, you're suggesting. Yeah. And I think that's I, such a fascinating that's idea. What he said is that I feel like I didn't write those. I, he was like, I feel yeah. more like I wrote uh, Stormy Weather or whatever. Like that's but more that immediate. These songs that like, yeah, like, that are from like 50 years ago, like in the same way that he would approach the Sinatra songs that I didn't, I don't remember writing these songs. Maybe I didn't write these songs. I'm I'm just going to sing them because I love them. And even like, what was it you wanted? You know, that song is like 30 years old. You know, that's like, a, I mean, it, it, it's so funny with Dylan. Like when we talk about like early Dylan, mid period Dylan, late Dylan, mm-hmm. it's like at some point, cause his career is so long. Oh, mercy might be early Dylan at some it is. point or like mid Dylan, you know? So 30 years, uh, Oh Mercy was uh, 88, right? So it was uh, like yeah. 26 years after the debut and 26 years after that would have been uh, 88, 98, 08, 2014. So yeah, it's squarely in like 40% of the way through his recording. May career. we all, uh, may we all live to see the day when together through life is called early, early Dylan. Bon Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> 